Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecallendershow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so... Former President Donald Trump endorsed Addison McDowell, who is a lobbyist. He endorsed lobbyist Addison McDowell yesterday in McDowell's campaign for a Greensboro area congressional seat. That is a blow to candidate Bo Hines. Bo Hines, who was endorsed by Trump in 2022. It is another blow to former Congressman Mark Walker, who is seeking a return to Congress. Travis Fain, reporting at WRAL.com, says McDowell has worked in North Carolina Republican politics for years and lobbies for Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina. And he's making his first run for elected office. He and his brother, also a lobbyist, were at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, Florida, on Tuesday to meet with the former president and his team. You may recall, like I said, Bo Hines won Donald Trump's endorsement in 2022. And he had kind of, sort of, endorsed Bo Hines four days ago. He seemed to kind of, sort of be backing Hines again. But now he's endorsing Addison. Here is what, uh, um, here we go. Here's the audio clip. Bo Hines pushed this out on December 9th. Bo Hines is here. He's going to be a congressman very shortly. Bo Hines, thank you. Bo Hines is here. He's going to be a congressman very shortly. Bo Hines, thank you. Is this that loyalty I keep hearing about? Like that if you're loyal, it's like reciprocated kind of a thing. Can somebody can somebody act as the decipherer, as the uh, the translator for me on this stuff? I have long since given up trying to understand this stuff. I, I take people, when they say stuff, I believe them based on the words and the definitions of those words. I, I just, it's the nice thing about having, you know, a universal language in a particular area and everybody in that area speaks the same language and the words have the meaning and such. I just have heard so much about, you know, people who get disloyal to Trump and then Trump, Trump goes after them and he'll cut their legs out from underneath them. He punches back twice as hard, and he's a fighter and all of that. Okay, well, did Bo Hines cross Trump within the last four days or something? What happened? I know nobody's got the inside scoop on this, so all we can do is just, you know, wait for reports that might come out about what prompted him to to change his endorsement, because I don't think you say what he said. If you were in the process, I mean, what, were they in process of having this discussion when he goes out and he's just kind of 
just, you know, shooting from the hip, talking off, off the cuff, right? I, I, I don't know. And I don't care, actually. It doesn't even matter to me. I, none of these endorsements matter to me. You realize, like, I, I rarely talk about endorsements of candidates. Sure, they're probably important for candidates to get in campaigns. Sure. For internal party machinations and uh, reasons. Sure. Whatever. For me personally, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. People, because like all I know is, okay, so this elected official endorsed this other elected official. Okay. Well, but unless unless like I am related to that other elected official, that endorsement doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, unless it's a family member of mine that I know personally that said, hey, Pete, you should vote for this person. But even then, I'm not really even believing him, you know, because I'm going to want to do my own research. Anyway, um, President Trump flipped his endorsement for the North Carolina 6th Congressional District just four days ago. He seemed to be backing Bo Hines. So um, here are some of the responses on uh, X Twitter. Matthew says, uh, in Trump's defense, it is pretty hard uh, to keep up with which district Bo is running in at any given moment. That's okay. All right, that's fair. That is totally fair. Bo seems to uh, he, he he seems to want to run in a bunch of different districts. But part of that is because of all of the lawsuits over the redrawing of the the maps and stuff. Right? You think you want to run here, and then they redraw the map, so you're like, oh, I totally run over there, and they're like, oh no, no new map, and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna run over on this one, then okay, fine. Oh, we're in a new map, new lawsuit, new map. Then, oh man, I'm in the now I'm in the 42nd district, whatever. So I get that, but he does seem to bounce around a little bit. Uh, wasn't he a running back? I think he was a running back for NC State. So that makes some sense, right? Bouncing, bouncing between districts like he bounced off of defenders. I mean, it only makes sense if he was a running back. I don't even know. Was he a running back? Doesn't matter. Anyway, Trump's managers totally didn't realize that they endorsed two candidates for the same district. That's a possibility, says Dean. Uh, Lone Star Wizard uh, suggests that now there are more and better choices. Mm, that doesn't explain why he flipped. Why would you? Why would you say he's going to make a great congressman? Oh, wait, wait, hang on a second. This new this this lobbyist for Blue Cross Blue Shield going to make an even better one. Going to make a better congressman. Elizabeth suggests uh, that she is glad uh, that Trump did not endorse Bo Hines. What a mistake that was last time. What? Donald Trump made a mistake in an endorsement. Donald Trump made a mistake? No. That's not possible. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Although he did make that mistake when he endorsed Linda Bennett and then Madison Cawthorn beat her. And he made a mistake when he endorsed Cawthorn again and Chuck Edwards beat him. Hmm. What to do, what to do. She says, the rural people around me despised Bo Hines and saw through the efforts to buy that seat with his parents' money. Uh, Rhino Heckler says, McDowell, Addison McDowell, the one that is now being endorsed by Trump, seems to be a much better choice, young family man who has actually worked and paid his own bills. Um, Barry says, uh, Trump probably just forgot that he had semi-endorsed Hines already. And uh, regarding 
the loyalty uh, question that I asked, uh, the real Brandon on Twitter says, come now, Pete, that train only one runs one direction. It's possible, too. Now, he did also uh, endorse uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson and said uh, he was a said Robinson's a better. Uh, he, he gives better speeches than MLK. Thanks. Thanks for that, President Trump. If I'm in the Robinson campaign, that's what I'm like. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. That's awesome. All right. Former President Donald Trump reaffirmed his support for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson during an event Tuesday at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort in Palm Beach, Florida, comparing Robinson to Martin Luther King Jr., Robinson, a Republican, is considered to be the frontrunner for the GOP nomination for governor. During remarks at a gathering of Robinson supporters, Trump described an encounter after the two had met. During the exchange, Trump commented on Robinson's strong speaking style. And he said, quote, I said, you know what? I swear you are better than Dr. Martin Luther King. And I wasn't sure if he was happy about that. Dr. Martin Luther King was great. And I think he didn't like that comparison, but he accepted it. But Robinson gives some speeches that were so incredible. Ugh. That's cringe. That's just cringy. Just don't, like, don't, don't compare people to MLK. Just, just don't. It's not, because now, guess what happened? Now, media runs around and stick, uh, sticks mics in uh, Robinson's face. Are you like MLK? Do you reject the comparison? Defender, disavow, defender, disavow. This is what you do. This is what happens. Now, Robinson's campaign has to address this. Do you believe that you are an equal to MLK Jr.? How dare you, sir? So now, of course, they got to find a graceful way to say no. Thanks for the compliment, Donald Trump, but I'm no MLK Jr. And if you do that inartfully or less than tactfully, you run the risk of angering Trump, his campaign, his aides, his uh, his uh, followers, his defenders, right? And then they just will swarm all around you. It's just like, ugh. What a mess. Robinson had support from 34% of GOP primary voters in recent, uh, a recent East Carolina University poll. That poll showed Salisbury lawyer Bill Graham, 8%. He's in second. State Treasurer Dale Falwell, 7%. So, I mean, within the margin of error, these they're probably all, like, tied. Andy Wells at 3%. Um, 49% of GOP voters say they are still undecided. And if no candidate wins more than 30% of the total vote in a crowded primary, it goes to a runoff between only the top two votainers. WRAL used a different word, but I'm not going to use their word. I'm going to use the superior word, which is votainer. The top two votainers. Graham, uh, Bill Graham, lawyer, you hear him on the WBT airwaves here, uh, he has spent heavily on statewide television ads. He has gained uh, 
some percentage points in support in recent weeks. He earned the endorsement of U.S. Senator Tom Tillis. Um, here is what. Let me see. OK, this was Trump reading this quote. He's going to go down as one of the great leaders in our country. One of the greatest leaders, Trump said of Robinson during the Tuesday event. He added, quote, he's outstanding in presentation, but he's probably even more outstanding in heart and the understanding of people and what you need and getting things done. Dale Falwell, state treasurer, running against Mark Robinson, he went on to social media and he said, looking at Trump's remarks, he seems unaware that he is endorsing a lawless, AWOL individual who denies the Holocaust, hates women, and continues to fleece the taxpayers and donors of North Carolina. North Carolinians desire and deserve courage, not rage. I'm the only candidate with a history of results and more to offer than empty sound bites. That might be the end of Falwell's campaign. Um, I mean, if I have any sense of the GOP primary electorate, that, that might, that might do it. Um, oh yeah. What else? I saw this. Um, Wiley Nickel, Congressman Wiley Nickel, he announced his intention to uh, run for U S Senate in like another three years from now. (laughs) I, 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 I don't know why you would do that. Um, Also, there was a a representative named Terrence Everett who said he was going to retire. He was not going to run for re-election. Remember, he was the guy that got stuffed down in the basement office by the Speaker of the House. Anyway, so he was down in that basement office. So Everett's going to retire. He's not going to run anymore. He's going to spend more time with his family. And either his family was like, "Eh, no, you know what? Go ahead and just stay in Raleigh. Or uh, my good friend Ray Cooper... Uh, may have uh, dragged him back because State Senator Bodie told everyone she's not seeking re-election. It's a swing district. And so now Everett's coming back. They drag him back in. He said, quote, it's simply a function of the Republicans being a clear and present danger to my kid's future. So this had to take prior. Okay, so he said he was going to retire for his family. But now when Bodie clears the way, now it's like, okay, now I'm back in for my family. Of course. It's all for my family. Don't you get it? Yeah, my family. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. By the way, uh, filing, the filing period for elected office ends tomorrow at noon. And so expect the next, uh, like, 18 hours or so to be completely stupid. I know there are a lot of people that have moved here from other places. One of those places might even be Boston, which makes sense. Boston's terrible. Um, oh, I kid Boston. I kid Boston because I'm from originally New York. And we're like people who are from New York are mildly aware, vaguely aware that uh, that Boston exists. And Boston's like always comparing itself to New York. There's a similar dynamic with Atlanta and Charlotte, you know, where Charlotte was always comparing itself to Atlanta. Like, we want to be a big a city like Atlanta, but not like the, uh, not like Atlanta. You know, we don't like want all the congestion and the bad traffic planning and all of that. But anyway, and Atlanta was like, Charlotte, is that in, like, where is that, in West Virginia or something? Um, anyway, the mayor of Boston, the mayor of Boston sent out an email. Uh, well, her office sent out an email. 
and uh, it was inviting everybody uh, to and everybody like the the Boston City Council uh, to attend a whites only Christmas party. Only white people are allowed at the Christmas party, and for some reason, this generated a lot of opposition. A lot of people got mad. They're like, "This is racist! How dare you? You're you're." only inviting people based on the color of their skin. They're white people, and then you're making it like this white Christmas party. Like, what's up with that? You're such a racist mayor. Oh, wait, hang on a second. No, all right, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's my bad. Okay, that's my bad. That's totally my fault. The mayor is not dreaming of a white Christmas party. Actually, no whites are allowed. Sorry, that's my bad. So that's totally okay now. Totally fine. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a a, a non racisty Christmas party, but whites need not apply. Whites need not attend. White people are not allowed to celebrate Christmas at this. Uh, what do they call it? The electeds of color. <laughs> we're eventually we're gonna get back to the point where you know the NAACP and what that stands for. We're going to get back to the point where that's going to be the acceptable language. I feel like it's coming full circle. You know, I kind of feel like we're getting all the way back around to like where first you said one word and then that wasn't allowable anymore. And then you used a different word and a different word, different word, different word. And oh, look at that. We're back at it and NAACP. We're back at the CP part. I think like I, I kind of look at the electeds of color. This is one of those things where it's like now you're not allowed to say the person is the thing. They always have to be of the thing. Have you noticed this too? This little, this, this language that they keep. And by the way, the, just as an aside, the purpose behind the changing of the language is to constantly put opponents on their heels. It's to constantly make you afraid of offending and saying the wrong thing, getting in trouble, getting canceled, getting fired, whatever, offending people, right? They don't, they don't want you to be comfortable in just using a term. Because then you might be able to communicate in an honest way, in a more comfortable way, more free-flowing conversations. And, and you know maybe then you could talk about actual ideas and underlying philosophies, the meaning of life and stuff. But rather than want to talk about any of those things, they would rather you not talk about those things. They would rather you not be able to engage with ideas they want you to be worried that you're going to engage with the idea in a wrong way, then they will attack you, and so this will keep you on your heels. And if you are of a mind to still wade into the battle, it offers a convenient escape hatch for them when you corner them or pin them. We saw this the other day with Ron DeSantis and uh, Gavin Newsom during that debate, where Gavin Newsom eventually... You know, he's 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 basically just diminished to the point he has nothing left to do except to attack Ron DeSantis for mispronouncing Kamala Harris's name, because instead of Kamala, he pronounced it Kamala. It's Miss Vice President to you, Vice President Harris to you. So, uh, OK. Right. That's the that. When you got you have no other way to fight back because you're losing in the rhetorical debate, so then you attack them like this. Okay, so that's why they want everybody to to always be on their heels with the word changing and stuff. But now it's like always it's like for example, like you can't like you can't say. I think one of the ones I saw recently was uh, blind P 
people, you're not allowed to do that. Not allowed to say that anymore. That word's all, uh, verboten. So, you know, you say uh, uh, visually impaired uh, or people who suffer from fill in the blank, right? Somebody with fill in the blank, right? It's no longer, you no longer call them the thing that the affliction is. You don't say that. You say it, somebody with this, right? And there's all the reasons for it, whatever. But electeds of color is now a term, apparently. Well, at least in Boston. Actually, it's not, it wouldn't be electeds of color, would it? It would be electeds of color. How do they, has that accent, a terrible accent? They've got color. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the correct pronunciation. Anyway, um, so they send out the email, and uh, the email was an invitation to all the city council to attend this uh, uh, this Christmas party. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. What am I saying? Holiday party. My bad. That is totally my bad. It's just a holiday party. We don't know what holiday. It could be any holiday, really. It's just it's just a party. No whites allowed. Some 15 minutes later, the mayor's aide, Denise Dos Santos, so she's not a de Santos. She's two. She's twice as good. She's Dos Santos. She's two Santoses. Denise Dos Santos, uh, who serves as the mayor's director of city council relations, blasted up a follow-up email flagging the embarrassing error. You know what the error was? You're never going to guess. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out you got the mayor of boston sends out an email to all of the city council members like hey got a christmas party got a got a uh, electeds of color christmas party no whites allowed and then her staff follows up with uh uh with an email oh sorry our bad that's totally our bad Okay, have you guessed? Have you guessed yet what the mistake was? Here is the mayor after this all came out. I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field and um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well so um, it is my intention that we can again uh, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together all right did you catch what she said? It was just a, a mistake that was made when typing the email field. Bernie, have you guessed what the mistake was? 
No, why don't you tell me, Pete? You haven't guessed it yet? No, why don't you tell me? <laughs> the mistake was they did not mean to send it to the white members of the city council. <laughs> That's totally our bad. Didn't want you to see that. <laughs> Didn't worry. Sorry, white people. <laughs> <laughs> you were not supposed to get the invitation in the first one. She's literally not apologizing for having a no whites allowed Christmas party. She says, I do need to do some damage control. My bad. I apologize profusely. We didn't mean to in- we didn't mean to send the invite to the white folks. Sorry. Because there's nothing there's no other problem. This woman went to Harvard. Well, that, that explains it actually. That that actually explains it. I do not know, by the way. Um, I don't know. It's all a distraction. Asks me on the Twitter machine. Uh, did uh, did her husband have to stay home because apparently her her husband is white? So, hus- well, yeah. What if you're married? What if you're married? What if your spouse is uh, or spouses? Who am I to judge? Um, if what if your spouse is uh, is of the uh, melanonin uh, challenged persuasion? People who are of the whiteness, right? What are they? Are they? You can't bring your spouse. What's that, like? By the way, did I mention the mayor's name? I don't think I've mentioned the mayor's name yet. Mayor Michelle Wu. Michelle Wu. W U. Michelle Wu. I'm not sure she's aware of this or not, but um, I think her racial category has now become what they've dubbed to be white adjacent. What if the mayor is white? Does the mayor get to attend? Does the mayor get to throw these parties? By the way, Wu had previously come under fire after it was reported that she sent police a list of critics and protesters. They called it her hit list. She literally sent the police a list of people that were critical of her. Wu's spokesperson claimed that she had been harassed and physically intimidated, and that's why they came up with the hit list. Boston City Council member Tanya Tania, Tania Fernandez Anderson said, your email should not offend anybody, and there is absolutely no confusion. Just like there are groups that meet based on shared interests or cultural backgrounds, it's completely natural for elected officials of color to gather for a holiday celebration. Okay. So, um... Can there be electeds? Can there be white electeds that have their own party? They could call it even the White Christmas Party, right? They could do a White Christmas Party, and no other race racial categories are allowed. I'm not sure. Maybe Asians. Although now I hear like Hispanics too. Like after right, like white Hispanic, like that became a thing for a minute. Remember? So maybe you set up a couple different. Maybe you do it like a ballroom kind of thing. You know, and you have like partitions between the ballrooms and so you could have like white adjacent uh, the ones the Asians and the Hispanics and the you could do it that way the Boston City Council is comprised of 13 people (laughs) 
and six of them are minorities, seven of them are white. So there are actually more white people on the Boston City Council, which to me is absolutely remarkable. Is that like the only blue city that has white, I'm assuming Democrats, but I, I'm, I'm assuming they're, they're all Democrats. I don't know, but maybe not. Um, after the email was sent out 15 minutes later, Denise Dos Santos uh, uh, sent out the blast out email and said, I want to apologize for the previous email regarding a holiday party tomorrow. The white counselors were not supposed to be invited. I did send that to everyone by accident. I apologize if my email may have offended or come across as so. So the, uh, so she's apologizing for offending people, but the people she's apologizing for offending, I guess are the six minority council members. Not the seven white council members. Not them. Because they weren't even supposed to get it. Why would you be offended at getting an email that you weren't supposed to get? They wouldn't be offended. Now, if you were supposed to, like, this was supposed to be a secret, you know, whites prohibited, whites not allowed Christmas party, and now cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows you've been having this no whites allowed party. Maybe that's what caused them to, yeah. Sorry for any confusion this may have caused. Oh, no. No, no. Quite the opposite. It's all very clear now. Councilor Brian Worrell, a black Democrat who is seemingly poised to become the vice president on the council next term, argued that there isn't anything out of the ordinary about the party. Quote, we make space and spaces for all kinds of specific groups in the city and city government. Okay, that sounds to me like a green light, a green light for whites only spaces. Segregated spaces. And I'm pretty sure Boston's got a history of this sort of thing. Like the worst race riots in America occurred in Boston, if I recall correctly. So like, I'm pretty sure they know how to do racial segregation in Boston. I wonder how that's going to work out for them. Hmm. We shall see. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.